I love jamming out to tiny little speakers though. I was in I was in the car yesterday and there was a car next to me while I was waiting for a train and all I could hear was the bass, but all you need is the bass to know if somebody is listening to Glory Box by Portishead. <laughs> that's what that's they were true. listening to. <laughs> My man was driving around Michigan just blasting Glory Box. That's like a that's a mood. Just like driving around <laughs> in the in the fall and you're like, I'm close to the edge. I gotta play some Portis Head or I'm gonna just drive off a cliff. <laughs> Wait, close to the edge. Yeah, I don't know. He's one step closer to the edge and he's about to break, is what you're saying? I'm just saying <laughs> like Portishead is music that you listen to while you're lying on your floor smoking weed. Like the idea of driving to Portishead is like I don't know. I feel like you're putting yourself into a dangerous headspace I don't to be driving. <laughs> you, I don't you, think you have a, a good understanding of what people like to do when they drive. Like People like to chill. It. That's well, true. Portishead is definitely like autumn music to me. Like when, when November finally rolled around this year and like, you know, October, it's like everybody's like, oh, spooky season, whatever. Shut up. All, you know, hey. autumn really starts in November when she gets <laughs> serious and it actually starts to get cold, which didn't now happen Now it's this actually, year. that's true. Now it's actually spooky season. Yeah, yeah. It's spooky and cold and the leaves fall. Now, October was a little warm. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So now I'm like, okay, what are my, what are my fall music choices? So if I'm going electronic, you either want something moody and like down tempo. So Portishead is like a good choice or other Absolutely. trip hop or something like that. Or I've been listening to a lot of fucking grunge, which is a great fall, you know, because like the 90s are kind of like the autumn of culture. <laughs> I have to agree. Here. I think that tracks. Somehow. I think that's what yeah. Francis Fukuyama said. Yeah. <laughs> we are now in spooky season all the time. It's always Halloween. I'm trying to remember what Glory Box sounds like. That's a. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that song. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it sounded surprisingly good from your phone speaker into the microphone, into my headphones. <laughs> it sounded fine, yeah. Hope we don't Hell get copyright yeah. struck for this Who one. Who cares? Yeah, it'll be good on the episode. Yeah, I mean, it is in the first two minutes. Who knows? Uh, they yeah. say those bots, they only scan like the first 15 minutes of the track. Mm-hmm. That's why That's why our outro music is safe. But autumn is, has to be autumn original. for me is big jazz music is jazz time yeah absolutely oh, okay. like a little chilled out piano jazz been listening to a lot of bill evans bill evans and, and really jim good. hall yeah. Huh? yeah yeah uh someone actually just posted uh i just on twitter they posted a meme that's the vince mcmahon meme and it mm-hmm. says jazz at a transitional period in the artist's life <laughs> live in japan <laughs> 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 uh, so I've been listening to a lot of those recommendations. It looks like a great list. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I hadn't heard of, like Herbie uh, Hancock in the '70s. Yeah, in Japan. yeah. And the cover looks like he's in space. He's wearing like a weird <laughs> psychedelic space suit. You got Bill Evans in Bill Japan. Evans in Japan is really good. Mm-hmm. That I've heard that one. Yeah, there's. Yeah. A, uh, I was just listening to a Mahavishnu Orchestra live in Japan. Ooh. Not mm. jazz exactly, but kind of in the same zone. I'll accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, uh, you know, it's not Gene Krupa. It's not. It's not Gene. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's no Chick Corea. <laughs> it's not fucking Chick It's not Return to Forever, okay? But it might be on a bill with Return to Forever. Are you yeah. understanding me right now? <laughs> are we on the same page? <laughs> yeah, yes, but it's are. lovely. It's lovely and dark and, and gray outside. Mm-hmm. President Brandon has de- de- declared that uh, at 5 p.m. the sun goes down thanks to daylight savings time. Fuck so him. We got that bullshit going again. I hate daylight savings time. When you already <laughs> so wake annoying. up early, 
and you have an alarm that gets you up at 4.30 every day and you don't want to wake up your wife because it's 4.30. And then, <laughs> so so your brain is like, okay, John, you're just going to naturally wake up at 4.25 every morning, yeah. beat right. the alarm and be downstairs by the time it goes off. Genius. And then daylight savings time comes and now I'm waking up at 3.25 every morning because <laughs> it's the same time of the day but the clock says different and my cats are furious too because i feed them at 7 30 <laughs> so now at 6 30 they're up my ass like it's dinner time you fucking psycho i can't read <laughs> daylight savings time is like a thing that makes me understand how the crazy guys who make like single serve uh, political parties feel mm. you know what I yeah. mean like there's like the range is too damn high guys mm -hmm. just like <laughs> daylight saving times ends now party <laughs> <laughs> we all know it's stupid no one's even really for it it's just the thing that we do and bureaucracy is just like well keep on trucking not there's not <laughs> even big daylight savings time. right what's the reason nobody no, it's, everyone's just lazy it's just big laziness <laughs> is, the, is the fucking party that's that's doing this Political gridlock. Oh, I have a fun story to tell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on on our political go off queen uh, podcast, <laughs> John Hinckley, uh, famous guitar player and historical figure, mm -hmm. um, said he's starting the National Redemption Party. We are for peace, love, <laughs> racial equality, LGBTQ rights, abortion rights, and the Green New Deal. We oppose the mob that controls the music industry. <laughs> to join the NRP, send address to John Hinckley413 at yahoo.com. He's still using Yahoo. <laughs> and it says it's awesome. and it's and there's a picture of him with his cool black and white logo. Mm -hmm. Um and Just everyone, like Johnny Cash. Everyone kinda. was getting mad. He looks like Johnny um, Cash crossed with Elton John. Let's be real. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, he's he's Johnny Cash after a few Krispy Kremes. Yeah, this is John. This isn't Johnny Cash covering Nine Inch Nails. This is Johnny Cash covering uh, D Light. <laughs> <laughs> so I emailed him. Okay. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, I said hi, John. Are communists allowed to join the NRP? If so, I'd like a card. And then John Hinckley emailed me back and said, Hey, Bryn, do you want to set up a chapter of the NRP in Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think that's a yes, that it's a pro-communist party. Uh -huh. So I'm or, or at least uh, a, a tacitly inclusive party. <laughs> right, which yeah. is fine. It's good. It's better than the Democrats. Yeah, yeah. That, that's basically pro. Yeah. If you let communists in and then let them spread their message, like it becomes a communist that's party That's a communist eventually. party as far as I can yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so as far as I can tell, the, the news here is, is that John Hinckley, man who tried to end John Reagan's life, uh, is once again Ronald entering... Reagan. What did I say? John Reagan. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. John F. Kennedy Reagan. John Reagan. The first Who's president. John. What a dumbass fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Ronald Zigtrman, our podcast co-host. <laughs> and he's now uh, re-entering uh, the, the political game. Uh, so that's interesting. That's so cool. I really hope that he gets elected. Can you imagine what it would be like if we elected someone president who had tried to kill one of the previous presidents and gone to jail <laughs> for it? I think that that's happened in some, like, uh, there's a country that that happened in. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, we've had two vice presidents who shot someone. So it's like if Dick Cheney had become president 
after shooting that guy, <laughs> oh, yeah. then he would have been like a president who shot someone. Right, but he didn't kill that guy. He didn't kill him, and the guy apologized because it was it was his mistake, you know. Yeah. Well, what about a what about a former leader of the country? Like, what if that guy from uh, Japan who shot Shinzo Abe got elected prime minister? <laughs> now that oh, would be yeah. cool. Is he there, killed that guy. Yeah, is there he a law Shinzo against that? Abe. Like, could he could he run? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think you're allowed to be a felon. Probably. Yeah. Although. I mean, I know in the U.S. that's not really like the Constitution just says you're a na- you're a citizen of the U.S. born in the U.S. and you're 35, and I think that's all it actually says about becoming president. Like, <laughs> I mean, George George W. Bush had like drunk driving. There's Th- nothing in the even. rules that says that you're a monkey. <laughs> that a monkey can't. There's nothing president. in the rules that says a dog can't drive drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that says that. It's fine. <laughs> It's all normal. I'd really love to see him run. Uh, yeah, because I'd be really impressed with like uh, uh, a successful campaign from him. Because also, it's like he can't even vote, so you know he didn't vote for himself. That's an uphill battle. No. Yeah, yeah, he's coming back from a from a loss. There, he was down in the first. Yeah, we we <laughs> need a president who can't vote. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. I, I mean, really, at this point, I just want America needs a Disney princess who can't vote. <laughs> Because of prior marijuana convictions. At this point in America, I just want to see an ostensibly more quote-unquote left-wing party. Just a new one. Just anything to the left of the Democrats, a new party that isn't already captured by, you know, big corporate interests and Mm -hmm. a part of the corporate state. That's not green because that doesn't really count as left. They're more just like... I said new. Right, new. It's important that it's new. Mm -hmm. I also think you could easily argue that the Greens are not left of the Democrats. They're They're not. They're they're a different flavor of liberal. Well, I don't even know what left means at this point, but yeah, more closer to communism. (laughs) I want a communist party and that's all I want in my life. Isn't the whole origin of that just there was like a parliament where like one group sat on the left and one sat on the right and so it's like this is the left party and this is like it's stupid. It's stupid yeah, that we've been, we're we're still talking about where some fucking French dude sat like hundreds <laughs> of years ago. Come yeah, on, we I can, don't we even can know. Do better. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. A bunch of French dudes were who were having a bourgeois revolution, which was still good and fine, but like it wasn't the thing that communists are talking about doing. Like, yeah, the French revolution <laughs> wasn't fucking Marxist. Robespierre wasn't a Lenin figure, like <laughs> you know. Yeah, so it's like I don't know why we're even talking. That's it. yeah. It, I, every time, the more I hear people say the left, the like less it means, and the more I think it's just like a way of saying keep capitalism somehow but like mm-hmm. make it progressive or whatever yeah well and it's also like if, if if we had a different parlance for political positions in the united states it would probably be worse too like instead of being part of the left we would just get referred to on television as the stalinist milieu has produced some interesting figures <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at least at least that's tr- at least that's specific. Yeah. Stalinist is sure. communist. I'll take it. It if, doesn't. I'll take if it. If Tucker Carlson starts <laughs> being like Stalinist on Twitter and then he just pulls up some. My s- picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say someone who's not a Stalinist, but I don't know who. Just like he pulls oh. up like some novelty account. That's Brianna like, Joy Gray. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tw- Twitter Stalinists have been playing fest in Florida. <laughs> 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 must be oh, stopped. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The woke Stalinists told me uh, I can't order uh, steak anymore because I called the waitress the N word. What's going on there? <laughs> what's what is going on? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I I really do feel like what we need is a lot more 
normal ass people who are just out and saying like, hey, I'm a fucking communist and yeah, I'm a teacher or yeah, I'm a city council member or whatever. And also like we need to stop running socialists for to be like the first socialist mayor of a town, like just run. And then when you win, be like, surprise, motherfucker, I'm Lenin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if people's need to stop running and supporting the Democratic Party ticket, like that's the the, the major mm-hmm. thing that needs to happen and no one's doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Whatever. I think it's, I think it's beyond the pale at this point. I don't know what's, what anyone wants to do that's going to change anything. Why do people keep telling me to vote there? I just got a PSL email yesterday. A PSL. Outward, like specifically on Marxist Leninist Mm -hmm. party being like, America rejects the far right. Because they voted for Democrats, and I was like, "What? <laughs> what is going on? What are you talking about?" Not even for because they've run candidates sometimes, right? Like uh, under their own party line, like they're communists, but they're just saying like Democrats. They're are supposed cool to be a part. Yeah, they're supposed. That was like the whole. It was like a long, multiple paragraph email about like the right wing's hopes for Woof. an overwhelming wave election that would hand them sizable majorities in Congress and control of a greatly expanded number of governorships failed to materialize. It was just like, hooray, <laughs> a blue wave or whatever. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in Congress that doesn't count as far right at this point? Yeah, there's Stalinists online. <laughs> <laughs> so many fucking Stalinists online. That's the other thing is like, I think we're in one of those waves where the word tanky is back again and it's like Ugh, since i became a communist cop shit too or even communist adjacent like back when i was still a committed anarchist and i thought marxists were all fools this is maybe <laughs> five or six years ago at the beginning e- of the show at the be- <laughs> even before that <laughs> i just remember thinking like man this tanky word this is a bullshit ass word man people don't even use it right it barely means anything and it seems (laughs) like whether or not it's in vogue just kind of like is always in flux and now we're at the point where i think people who watch tucker carlson know that word of course like Mm. all hell has broken loose (laughs) (laughs) i didn't realize that kind of crossover was happening he says it sometimes oh Mm -hmm. does he because you you have like you know or he has at once you have like 21 year old zoomer socialists who are basically just like progressive democrats which like no shade to being a little politically uneducated and being like hey i want free health care i want workers rights i mm-hmm. want trans rights uh but also i think communism is red fascism like at that point <laughs> then you start crossing over into where did you hear it's like where did you hear that why are you who opining? told you the phrase red fascism why are Probably you dropping a opinions regular about fascist <laughs> <laughs> yeah someone in the cia when it's, i think red fascism i just think of an old conservative man who is so angry he has turned red <laughs> <laughs> his whole body is a hot dog yeah, i think <laughs> it has of a nothing failed to do with socialism <laughs> <laughs> i think of a failed marketing campaign in uh, nazi germany for some kind of tomato sauce it's like <laughs> spaghetti sauce red fascism <laughs> <laughs> just <Bertoli>. like nana <laughs> <laughs> oh wait speaking of very ill thought out food campaigns did you guys see the thing where kfc was like celebrate crystal knocked with cheesy chicken <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, what? No. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, I, I saw like a, a screenshot of a BBC headline, and I was like, surely that's a, one of the kids goofing around and uh, you know making a fake headline, making a yakamup. But no, there is KFC apologizes for Crystal Knocked promotion. Um, what they claim happened was that they had some kind of so they sent out like an alert on an app that said it's Memorial Day for Crystal Knocked. 
Treat yourself with more tender cheese on your crispy chicken. Now at KF Cheese. Around an hour later, another message was sent with an apology. And they claimed that they have some sort of like automated calendar system for the app that just is like, it's Christmas, it's Thanksgiving or whatever. Like it just sees a holiday or an an event on the calendar and sends out a message. (laughs) It's Armenian Genocide Remembrance Day. (laughs) Get a family bucket. (laughs) But it's like even just like the first... It's VJ Day. uh, If you just start at January, the first holiday that you can think of is already kind of problematic to be like, it's Martin Luther King oh, Day. No. <laughs> Celebrate with a bucket of fried chicken. Yeah. Is that appropriate? <laughs> if you have a guy check them, just one person. It would yeah. take like a, a couple hours. Go through the calendar. Let every alone single day. Remember when? <laughs> remember when they killed all the Jews? <laughs> Eat some cheesy chicken. Wait, Kristallnacht is the one where uh, a Jew killed a, a a cop, basically, and then they use that as right. I think so. It it, it 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 translates as the night of broken glass. I know what it means, okay, but it, it's yeah. it's like a guy killed a, a Nazi soldier, and that like started some sort of like we can't trust these Jews, and they need to. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one. I think they're attacking a lot of Jewish businesses. Is what was happening. Um, I I don't know what happened to them that didn't happen on the night of the long knives. Like what the distinction is. Well, Night of right. the Long Knives was like a, a killing political leaders thing, right? right? Like right. Night of Broken Glass was more targeted at the uh, general populace and especially the Jewish elements mm-hmm. within it. If I remember correctly, I'm not a big expert on Nazi stuff because uh, it's Nazi stuff. I don't want to read about it. But it, I always think about how Kristallnacht <laughs> is, is, is really interesting um, because it, it was just like, <laughs> um, I don't know. They 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 went around and just like smashed Jewish owned stores, and I, I think this is the one that was like kind of set off by one guy fighting back, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they like the the media apparatus around the Nazis was like, look, they killed a cop, basically, yep. and it's just like it's so easy to just like look at what happened and look at how it translates to now, and it's just like. These people are uh, such a protected class that if they're stomping your face and you fight back, then you're the bad guy. (laughs) And your whole race is the bad guy. It's very, very similar to what we see today with like Israel is always posting about the IDF soldiers killed by rocks thrown by Palestinians. And it's like, sure, but what were they doing when that rock hit them? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. What what was going on? Like, uh, what's the sitch? (laughs) They were just napping. They were napping in a hammock, sipping some iced tea with a hat over their face, and then a rock flew out and killed them. Yeah, they were running a community center for Palestinian orphans. Come on, like, let's be (laughs) real. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. This cop was simply doing a basketball league for underprivileged youth who were five, and then someone shot him. It's like, come on, I don't think. Yeah, well, I mean, like, that's the scary thing about America right now, too, because it's like, even with the Democrats in charge, I, I. say even with like this is a surprise to anybody with more than two brain cells to rub together but like with the democrats in charge it's like support for the police is even higher than it was when trump was in charge because the way trump supports the police is openly psychotic and more people can see through it and the way the democrats support the police is much more polished and subtle and very matter of fact and just normal gear you know gears of power turning in their normal way and it's like Mm it's really accelerated the level of like fascism in the United States. Like it's become in a matter of two years, like since, since the 2021 of, I'm sorry, since the 2020 events, it has quickly become totally oh, yeah. unacceptable to attack law enforcement again. And that's fucking wild, man. 
not even half a decade not even half a half a decade yeah i mean well that's the thing is that like we have a nazi apparatus around mm-hmm. it and just being like you're just constantly subjected to their propaganda and that changes people's minds like it people that's how propaganda works just mm-hmm. to be clear to the listener uh i just want people to know on november 7th 1938 a 17 year old kid shot a nazi consular official oh, in okay. in a german embassy in paris um and that was and two days later kristallnacht happened this is in paris and it was happening in germany like it was just like Somebody did something in Paris, and that was enough to set him off. Was it Vichy France at that time? Like, was it controlled by the Nazis, or was it just a, a like a correspondence or like embassy building? Yes, it was. Uh, it was. It was. He was living as a refugee in France. The oh, boy, okay. The boy, and he walked into a German embassy in Paris and shot him dead. So probably sort of that that famous picture where the guy is in an art gallery and he shot dead that uh, Austrian guy. Oh yeah, that happened mm-hmm. recently. Sort of like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. and then the Nazis like claimed that the Kristallnacht was a response, basically mm-hmm. by like the 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 people just randomly did it, but it was really all them just trying to coordinated, yeah, shirt, coordinated. shirt activity. Yeah. Well, it's like that's why I think a lot of organizations in the modern day tell you like, hey, you know, we hate the bourgeoisie, we hate the fascist cops and everything as much as you do, but don't go firebomb a police station with a bunch of cops in it because like their retribution is going to be swift and and very diversely organized. Like you you mm-hmm. go and shoot a cop, Like, it doesn't matter how much institutional backing you have. Not only are the cops going to be after you, like, the Klan is going to come after you right away (laughs) as well. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, if you're going to do that, you'd be ready to fight a war. Mm -hmm. Like, you're starting a war. And that's, you know, what eventually will have to happen, I think. But, Mm -hmm. you know. It has to happen at the right time when everybody's ready. You got to be ready. You don't don't want the war to start and all the communists to go, wait, wait, wait. This doesn't count. I wasn't ready. Um, I wasn't ready. (laughs) Hang on. Hang on a second. You you started first and you got to get ahead. So it's it's not fair. I I simply have to reorganize. Uh, um, But yeah, cops are everywhere. And we were talking about um, uh, before in in a sort of forbidden zone that you'll never hear. But we were talking about cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in Florida for Fest this year, and uh, as John said, only two, would you say two out of the five states legalize weed? Yeah, yeah, two out of the five. So the Dakotas and hold on, I have this. I had this ready a second ago. <laughs> Sorry, um, it's all good. So but yeah, Flor- North weed- D- Oh yeah, Florida. Weed is illegal in Florida still. Insane, and it's so weird because there's like. No laws there. It's <laughs> you could do whatever you want, uh, but weed is legal. And we're walking around in fest like I only had a pipe to smoke out, like a glass little bowl to smoke out of, and um, it just seemed so like conspicuous. <laughs> and I was like, felt like I was in high school, like walking around trying not to get literally arrested for smoking drugs in public. <laughs> Realizing that you're in a place where weed is illegal and just being like, oh shit, I have to rely on instincts I haven't had in a long time. <laughs> uh, are there some train tracks nearby? Like, <laughs> you, guys got an, you guys got an abandoned mall or like mm-hmm. a Walmart parking lot or something? <laughs> I'm sniffing around for a dumpster. If there's anywhere where there's like a dumpster in an alley, that's probably good. I can like go back there. It was and- especially weird for me because i i never i didn't smoke weed in high school or college really oh yeah you smoked inside mostly (laughs) 
once you were a, a grown adult. I was an adult in my home. So yeah, it was yeah. like, I didn't really do that. And in college, like a couple of times I hung out with enough stoners that I was like, involved in that. But I was just like, in my mind, like, it's not mine. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm going to run away. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not holding anything. I'm not yeah. holding. But this case, this was my weed that I brought <laughs> that I was going to fly back because I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we live in a weird country where the bottom of this country doesn't feel like the top. <laughs> or just like... Yeah. Middle doesn't feel like the sides also. It's a different... They're, they're different countries. This is so weird. It's all what fake. A, what a fucked up country. Five blind men walk up to America. Each is touching a different part. The man who touches Florida <laughs> says, oh, it's so long. This, this must be like a snake or a cucumber. <laughs> the man who touches Michigan says, it's just like a hand. I think it's a person. <laughs> the man who touches California says, this smells like weed. Holy <laughs> shit, this smells like weed. This is weed. <laughs> it's really hot, too. It feels on fire. The man yeah. who touches Utah says, I don't feel any alcohol or weed or drugs or anything, <laughs> but I feel a lot of kids and repressed sexuality <laughs> and short sleeves i feel short this sleeves is the everywhere. Ca- this is the vatican yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and the last man touches puerto rico and says you need to let this shit be independent like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is imperialism this how is did you do that How it's, it, it's the two it's the new millennium what year is it <laughs> yeah what the hell are you doing and for that matter guam too uh come on <laughs> All of the the, quote-unquote territories. Territories. Why are we even allowed to have those? You shouldn't be allowed to have territories. No, I know. Like, French Guiana? Come on. That's not part of France. Fuck off. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Fuck off. I will allow Greenland and Denmark. That one seems like it's probably doing the least damage. But it's just hard to imagine, because I don't know if this is already in the episode, but I talked about the guy who won on anti cop sentiment. Right. And it feels like. It feels like if you ask leading questions on polls, like, do you want no cops to exist and your your community to be a lawless Wild West? Mm-hmm. People will be like, no. And they'll say, see, people support cops. But if you actually give them, like, do you want 80% of your tax money to go to police? The answer is no. So right. it's like, I don't know. I, 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 sort of, I sort of don't think that people actually like police. It's just one of those things where if they don't have any other option to like enforce laws mm-hmm. or like whatever clean up the streets or whatever, yeah. you know, for them to feel safe in their own homes, which you want to do, you want to have mm-hmm. no crime, but they're not, no one is offering like give people homes and give people like a living wage, yeah, free you know? <laughs> food, free well, healthcare. Yeah, it's almost like the cops don't exist to prevent crime. It's they almost like they just <laughs> yeah, exactly. to be punitive. You and know, it seems like I, th- I think more than ever, people understand that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like they know that the cops are there to keep the order that exists. And if the other option is live in a very dangerous neighborhood that, you know, criminals run is run by the mafia or whatever then Mm -hmm. you're going you know nobody wants to live in kowloon walled city 
You know, <laughs> well, I, what I'm learning is I think they should. Uh, I wish I should work for Gallup, and they should let me write the poll question. I think you should. That'd be cool. Question That'd be one. Good. Question one. Uh, do cops exist to prevent crime? Question two. Is a <laughs> cop a bitch uniformly? <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> question one. One hundred percent yes. If you ever, if a cop ever talks to you, what's the, should you respond? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> Don't talk to them. They're not people. Yeah. Treat it like yeah. a dog that started talking. They're like, like not people, kind of. It's okay yeah. to ignore them, to t- say no comments, to walk away. Don't yeah. look them in the eye. Question Definitely three. If you could kill a cop and you knew you wouldn't get caught and you would get $41, would you do it? <laughs> <laughs> That's just the money in his wallet. It's not a contract killer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's like you were saying earlier, John, that uh, just because we have Democrats having power now and Joe Biden is president, people are more in favor of cops that like, cause I think a lot of people are just willing to be more supportive of cops. If someone's in power who will hand ring. Cause when Trump was president, he would go to, to like rallies and be like, listen, cops, I want you to rough them up. If someone's a criminal, be very right. rough with them, shove them in the car. Don't be nice. Like they're like, we need to ramp up the cruelty and ramp up being tough on crime. And then you have Joe Biden who is like, he'll hand ring. And if somebody asks him like, hey, do you think it's good that cops can kill people with impunity and there's no real way to stop them or hold them accountable in any way? He'll be like, yeah, that's, that's, that's not good. We got our, my dad back in, in 57. I was filling up the Chevy and he was like, look, Joe, you got to, do you want to put it in the right tank? Then a uh, cop kills someone. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like, it's really like, I think you're nailing it, which is basically saying like, for most people, the issue isn't like, are cops good or bad? It's like, how do you feel about what power is telling you about mm-hmm. law enforcement? Right. Because when Trump is saying, like, yeah, go rough them up, people are like, well, that seems wrong. I don't know about you, (laughs) but I think you should stand up for what's right, even if you're standing alone. And then Biden comes along and he's just like, our boys in blue, they're fantastic. We love them. And people are like, you know what? I think he's right. (laughs) It's the same guy. It's the same guy both times. (laughs) That's the thing is that, like, for, for a while now, 50 years maybe, like, the Democratic and the Republican Party like they're serving the same ruling class. They're serving the same ends. They're serving mm-hmm. the same they're imperialism. They're serving the same cunt. They're serving the same. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, JFK, especially if he ever wore a dress, he would have served 110% cunt. Um, they're, but like all they're really telling you is like, they're giving you different options of how to feel about the system of rule that exists and that they and you can't change. Mm-hmm. So they're like, how do you feel about the cops that rule as a, as a gang and are essentially enforce martial law for the ruling class. Do you think that it's awesome and they should beat people up? Do you think it's a little unsavory and they should beat people up less? There's no option for like, <laughs> do you think they should just not exist? Should they be fired? Should they be given the same rights? Well, as and we citizens? should replace it with good, like actual government mm-hmm. that like helps you and is for yeah. poor people. And you know that all of that's the ideology of like the government should help you. Right. Isn't on the table. Yeah. Well, they're they're putting they're putting two buttons in front of voters. One says more cruelty and one says cruelty with better PR. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cruelty where I feel bad. Yeah. (laughs) Because I feel like that's all like for a lot of issues like climate change. You know, it's like Republican approach is la la la. It's not real. Climate change isn't happening. Democrats are like climate change is happening. 
let's do something. Let's do nothing about shrug. it. Yeah, yeah, let's let's well, talk about it. Or they just come up with the most fucking harebrained thing ever. Like you'll be like, uh, you know, senatorial candidate, uh, Senator Dickweed. What do you think about like, <laughs> uh, what what do you think about fighting climate change? And he's like, I have a bold plan to fight climate change. We're gonna make Guantanamo Bay GMO free. <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah, woo, that's our guy. And it's like, he didn't say any, even if that worked, even if he did that and it fixed climate change, I still wouldn't be impressed because that's just a lucky fucking guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Also, G- Guantanamo Bay still exists, which is, should not exist. Yeah, which is like insane. That's the other, like, remember Elizabeth Warren's greening the military platform? That to yeah. me, like, people don't talk about it anymore. But to me, that is still one of the funniest things that you could ever possibly run on. <laughs> Like, we're going to make a gun that shoots people, and when they die, it plants a tree, right? <laughs> That's like that. It's like people in the Democratic Party say shit that like would be too on the nose in a sci fi satire mm-hmm. of like how fucking evil people are. Yeah, this cyber, is like it's cyberpunk shocking. DNC 2022. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 2077. 2077. And it's like the Democrats are like, I think uh, <laughs> President uh, Logan Paul's hologram uh, uh, performances <laughs> are a shameful display in the face of the war with Chile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my idea is to create a bullet that, when it kills an Arab, also makes uh, less carbon. It, it plays a Hatsune Miku song. <laughs> Every time it's you like pull hit clips, but a gun. <laughs> Look, the gun is remember hit clips. The gun's connected to the internet, and when you pull the trigger, it also on a little screen you view an ad, which pays a little money to buy rice for a disenfranchised child. So yeah. you're also helping the planet. Yeah. It's like free rice. <laughs> yeah, when you kill an enemy combatant, uh, if they're if they're a child, you get a free subscription to the New York Times. If they're an adult, it's the Washington Post. <laughs> uh, here, here to tell you about this plan is uh, the President Logan Paul's press secretary, Steve from Blues Clues. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, don't do uh, Steve dirty like that. He seems like an all right guy. <laughs> I know, I like Steve. Hey, hey guys, but that's what I I'm just saying. To say you're doing amazing. These war crimes. I don't think they happen. I don't think you would do war crimes. I think President Logan Paul is doing an excellent job. And I know I, for one, am really proud to announce that the White House is now part owner of Bang Energy Drink. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's like, are we nationalizing Bang? And he's like, no, it's a public-private partnership. Now get out of my office. Nothing good can happen. You won't even get free Bang, which would not really be that good, but at least the government giving you something? No, it's still just a sponsorship. Yeah, you just, you actually have to pay for it. It Mm -hmm. kind of... I mean, that's one of the craziest tricks that like the U.S. government has ever pulled on the people of this country, which is like in every other country, for the most part, almost every time, if the state, if the government, if the state gets involved in handling something in the economy, it's to make sure things get cheaper. But here in the United States, one of the only places where the government can get involved in industry and make things more expensive because they're so infiltrated by corporations and then it's this incredible trick they play where the response from most of the populace is, well, you can't trust the state. Better hand it to the corporations. And it's yeah. Like, they have their hand at <laughs> the state's ass making them talk. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, you can't trust Elmo. Better trust whatever the guy's name is that puppeteers Elmo. Yeah. He's got my best interests at heart. <laughs> 
Elmo is always fucking me over. <laughs> Instead of thanks, Obama, it's just like, thanks, Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> Elmo's on a gas pump. Like, I did that. I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if next week, for some inscrutable reason, like Fox News is wall to wall about how like Elmo was making kids communists. That it's just because there's like a video where they had a queer Muppet and like Elmo didn't call them a slur. Yeah, that's a fun. I don't know if that one's going to stick, actually, but I have been seeing a lot of that recently of just like people trying to make communism synonymous with, you know, being gay or whatever, mm-hmm. or just like they're trans and so they're commies or whatever it's like i don't know what that what do you think politics is <laughs> it's just that's the same that's the same old trick as uh judeo-bolshevism it's mm. like everything yeah. i don't like is the same <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm a very sophisticated political thinker <laughs> like, yeah you know Glenn so greenwald like, yeah. communist famous yeah, communist. if, if, yeah. if you're gay, gay you're a communist which means you're also a liberal which means you also hate guns and all of these things are synonymous and it's like you know, it's totally incoherent, but at this point, I feel like having incoherent politics only makes you more powerful in the right. United States. It's like, yeah. it's like that Pokemon move trick room where like, <laughs> while it's in effect, the slowest Pokemon attacks first. And it's like, that's just <laughs> how American politics is always. It's like the person who's the most wrong gets the most airtime, period, full stop, <laughs> forever. Like, right. Chris knows about that, We right? kind of, yeah, I, I think I remember trick room. I was going to say, we kind of have a political system that's like, uh, playing family feud where you're asked a question but you're not trying to think of the right answer you're trying to imagine okay family feud called a hundred people and they answered the phone and were like a family feud survey sure i have time and then they gave an answer <laughs> so you're trying to guess what they would think is correct and these then say fucking that freaks so what do these hundred people think <laughs> is the right answer not what is the right answer yeah right so they ask you they're like what do you think about uh uh state-operated healthcare that would be free for everybody and you have to think about it you're like okay they called 100 people these people had time they decided to take the survey what were their answers going to be and you have to just be like uh uh i hate my wife (laughs) 100 top answer (laughs) that is correct penis it's 95 steve harvey has a stroke someone said penis (laughs) You just do the Borat voice and you're like <laughs> you're like not nah, and he's like oh my god you've just won the game forever. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Harvey really has one of the cushiest gigs on TV. Somebody says penis and he's like you can't say that and then it says penis and then he walks around going oh my lord. <laughs> 5 million dollars for that 10 minutes. Brilliant. I love that for him. Honestly like out of all of the shitty fucking game show hosts I feel like Steve Harvey is like the one we should treasure the most because he's the guy he steve harvey seems like the game show host who like as soon as the cameras are off is already locking the doors to his car because he's about to drive away (laughs) fuck when i'm clocked out i'm clocked out don't email me like (laughs) but every minute he's clocked in he is he is serving a hundred percent yes whatever he needs to be i mean I hate to even use this phrase, but he understood the assignment. Yeah, to be fair, to be fair. Yeah, I also hate that phrase, but if there's anybody it applies to, it's Steve Harvey, for sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of somebody who understands their assignment, oh, God, God. I hate even letting that come out of my mouth. Why are you uh, saying that? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> I got to kind of shake that one out real yeah, quick. Yeah. Uh, the Biden administration, in very typical Democrat fashion, has just stopped taking applications for student loan forgiveness. Hmm. So a federal judge in Texas struck down their plan Thursday evening, and the Democrats are saying, like, you know, uh, this decision, this is uh, Lawrence Tribe, Harvard Law professor, saying the decision was, quote, about as wrong and weird as any federal court ruling I can recall reading. And I'm just getting kind of tired of, like, Democrats trying to do something that doesn't even really fix the problem. And then, like, the Republicans find a new and crazy way to beat them. How did this happen? They just <laughs> learned a move off screen in between episodes, and now they're whipping it out during the big <laughs> fight? And it's like, you know, when when these kind of situations happen, I can't help but think it's like, yeah, the Democrats meant to lose this. They were they, pro- they under-promised and under-delivered. Genius. Five, five D chess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking hate that there's this... It's like, we've known for decades as far as i can tell like as long as the supreme court has existed it's like the supreme court they rule how they want to rule and then they Mm -hmm. can back it up with some bullshit from the constitution and that bullshit is getting you know increasingly absurd it's like we still have people in the 2020s who are like all right the constitution's flawed and it was written by slave owners but there's things in it we can use to our favor because like if we follow the law then people have to enforce the law. Shut the fuck but up, like, you idiot. Republicans. Oh, sorry, I thought... <laughs> you thought I was saying that. Yeah. No, no, okay. I understand the reaction. I got, I got triggered. Yeah, you got, got a little trick. That was your MKL track. That was... Um, <laughs> yeah, I almost <laughs> shot you with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> they can also just... They can, they can appoint judges, and then the judges can just say, no, you can't do that because I say so. And they're a judge. And it's like, just ipso facto, by being a judge, they enforce... They like decide if laws are enforced or not. Right. And then yeah. you need like a, a an appeal and an argument and like maybe you can lawyer brain your way out of it eventually, but like you kind of just let them it's like you're playing video games at a kid's house with a game shark. And you're like, wait a minute, you have infinite lives? Uh that's not allowed. And like technically, if you get his mom to come reset the console and take the game shark out and start over, then <laughs> You know, you could maybe beat him, but right now he has infinite lives and you can't kill him. And you're just trying to like, you're still shooting at him like it's going to do something. Right. Well, and it's like widely understood by pretty much everybody in the elite field of the judiciary and the legislative branches of the government that like the American population cannot possibly understand how this stuff works because right. it is not taught to us. And even if it was taught to us, it's so obtuse and byzantine and, and baroque up. and just endlessly yeah made you can just up change and, the rules all the and, time and contradictory deliberately contradictory so that at any point you can read something differently and say like oh this we've reinterpreted the law and this is the ruling now and it's like you know joe whatever like john the fucking vending machine guy who is politically engaged who is a reasonably smart guy has <laughs> no fucking idea if what you're telling him is the law or is like a brother's grim tale that you just shat out this afternoon <laughs> and thought nobody would notice because guess what they fucking won't the only people who are going to notice are a bunch of policy wonks who are so deeply entrenched in judicial law review that they can barely even type words that are intelligible to other breathing human beings anymore. <laughs> all they know is fucking yeah. legalese. And so this is always the plan, as far as I can tell, is to make something so, so flimsy, so un 
like so unsupported by the mm-hmm. law, toothless, that mm-hmm. any idiot, any fucking podunk judge who who cheated on their, you know, who miscounted the votes, paid an alligator to eat the Democrats' votes or whatever <laughs> in Texas. Alligator, put it in a fish, he'll do that for free. <laughs> in Texas to just be like, oh, I say no, actually. Paid and an alligator. They can just say whatever. They can just oh, like, I love that. You're a little bag of money to an alligator and he's like, I will eat them. And just like ingests a whole ballot box. Yeah, and then, and then he wins and now he's a judge and then he can just unilaterally change what the president says. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have to do it that way. And this is what I said. This is what I was saying when this happened is that their perp, it's, you can't even, you shouldn't praise them. You can't let yourself look at anything a Democrat or, or any, rep, any politician in the sort of corporate state right now say, Hey, at least he did this, or you got to hand it to him because yeah. it's always done to fuck you. You are just too much of an idiot to understand how. Yeah, you absolutely ignorant. don't have to hand it to him. You Stop are paying the opinion tax to bourgeois <laughs> politicians. Yeah, you are too ignorant to understand how they are fucking you in the ass right mm-hmm. now uh, without your consent because two weeks later, some dumbass in Texas says, oh, actually, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Be- and they they set it up so that can happen. Yeah. yeah, and 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 most people have already moved on and been like, cool, they did it. You know, a bunch of people are going to be stuck in some endless morass where they've like applied to get their their debt uh, rescinded, and like maybe it'll happen in five years after they sort all this out. In the meantime, it's not helping their life in any way. They can't like. You know, it's the fix, same thing. It doesn't fix their credit. It's they can't the same do thing as federally pardoning people who are federally convicted of weed crimes, right? Which means zero people. No one leaves jail. Just a few people have like slightly. They have less paperwork to fill out. No, they actually, they don't. Oh, right. They still have to. They fill still out the have to because it it's a pardon and not a uh and not a expungion. Right. So yeah. they actually still have to put it on their you know, job paperwork that they had a felony. Mm-hmm. They still so have to wear the literally letter. nothing. Nothing happens. <laughs> How exciting. Fuck you. Imagine if nothing happened. Yeah, well, I mean, it's easy to hate Joe Biden. And for that reason, uh, the United States government really wants us to hate other countries instead, especially countries like China that, let's say, have been pulling more people out of poverty and extreme poverty than any other nation in recorded history of the entire world. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I was pretty interested to see this uh, article that came out today in Reuters. It's really quick. And it says exclusive. U.S. blocks more than 1,000 solar shipments over Chinese slave labor concerns. Oh, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Interesting. Oh, that's crazy that they, they, they have slave labor there and uh, not here and that we're concerned about. It. We're so concerned about it that we block the shipment of something like solar panels <laughs> i know right green energy this is like a real two for one where it's like <laughs> let's keep the oil companies happy and let's keep the prison slave labor industry happy mm-hmm. and oh it's three for one because it's also let's keep the uh, uh basically slave labor uh economy of trapping migrant workers here by promising them really high wages mm-hmm. and then putting them in a bunch of debt and taking their documents away as soon as they arrive right which oh. more and more companies keep getting busted for in the uae especially so then it's oh, four yeah, for but one also here like in missouri and kentucky it keeps oh happening really too. yeah <laughs> yeah so and it's also four for one because this is this is like Red Scare 2.0 China bad. Right. Mm-hmm. It's also Shit. keeping the, you know, 
raving, foaming at the mouth warhawks who are trying to start foam at war with China happy. Yeah, so and, you, and this and is how it's, efficient. Six, it's really a six or a seven. <laughs> right, they, get cut, they get to cut a check to Adrian Zen's one of their favorite things to do. Oh, <laughs> did he write this article? No, but oh, it's, okay. it is very specifically about China's Xinjiang region mm-hmm. and about the treatment of who oh, else? No. The Uyghur and that's all, Muslim population. Where? That's all Mr. Zen's, right? That's yeah. like. Yeah. He's the the main guy. Yeah. He's ninety yeah. percent of the he he is the source for ninety percent of the sources that get thrown around by the media, and he's just one dude who works for the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation. Yeah, a fake thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is how efficient the U.S. apparatus can ocu- can operate when it's some and it's a bunch of stuff that they want to advance. Like, imagine if the student loan debt forgiveness had been like a seven for one and it helped people in seven different ways. They could do that. They're doing this bullshit instead. Yeah, it's crazy because like this is like the perfect move for them. And I have to imagine that like these thousand shipments of solar energy components were probably just a relatively routine thing, like a pretty normal. I don't know if this was meant to be like a state to state transaction or company to company or state to company or whatever. But like I have to imagine that when somebody saw that this was happening at the State Department, they were like, wow. If we, what if we said we can't accept solar panels from China <laughs> because they do slave labor? Because they do and slave the, labor. The other guy in the office was like, I actually believe that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say the other guy in the office was like, you're bad. <laughs> Remember, Jerry. You're naughty. I like it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, Remember, Jerry, it's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> You fucking freaks. Uh, yeah, George and it's Costanza also, it, like, this article's, like, hand-wringing about, like, you know, this uh, pressure on Beijing, and it, it risks slowing the Biden administration's efforts to decarbonize the U.S. power sector. It's like, what fucking efforts, bro? What are you it, talking about, they dude? They love not fulfilling their promises. Joe Biden, there's nothing Joe Biden loves better than saying he's going to do something and then not doing it. When <laughs> Obama said he was going to close Guantanamo and then didn't, Joe was like, oh my God, the playbook has changed since I was elected. Well, you can just not do it. That's wild. You don't even have to pretend. You can just like let a hundred days go by and be like, yeah, that's off the table now. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> I'll get to that one next week. You can treat it like a fucking uh, school project for a really lenient teacher where you're like, how about I turn it in right before summer? Is that okay? And they're like, I guess so. Yeah, I'm going to email my teacher the morning of and be like, hey, (laughs) could I get an extension? That's the crazy thing, too, because like people were willing to fight with Obama about anything. Like if you were conservative, like Obama was the ultimate like pariah, right? At least Obama. It, oh, thanks, Obama. At least oh, within, the, <laughs> within the internal logic of, of bourgeois capitalism, where most Americans live mentally, and it was like this time where he he. A lot of people said he felt like he had to not close Guantanamo because it was going to be unpopular. But I really just yeah, feel with like who he made that was a promise he made because he knew that if he backed out on it, most Americans would be like, "I don't really care," and the mm-hmm. journalist class would actually start writing op-eds that would be like. Barack Obama has finally stopped being such a radical socialist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, wow, he's he's grown up. 
He's making actually, the hard choices. Making the hard choices. Realizing that the CIA told him we have to, to keep that open because of reasons. Because of reasons. Because it's an incredibly productive facility for them. But also owning land in Cuba is a really important you know, thing on the U.S. government agenda. You know, that's pretty good for us, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really want to do that. And we don't want to not do that. So we're not going to. Yeah, it's crazy that the U.S. has a little foothold on that island. I forget about it from time to time. Yeah, it's crazy course. that Cuba you exists. You don't live there. Yeah, well, it's also crazy that Cuba has succeeded so well in spite of it because it's like the U.S. could literally put as many soldiers in Guantanamo as they want whenever they want because it's our land. We own it, right? Like it's part- as many so, as will fit. So add it to the list. Puerto Rico, Guam, and then Guantanamo Bay, <laughs> which yeah. maybe doesn't need to be independent. Maybe that should just be given back to Cuba. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like they would have. I I don't know. I don't know. I never really understood. I guess it's because they would just like start, like they would consider it an act of war. Like you attacked U.S. the you attacked America, and therefore. We, oh, you mean why doesn't Cuba just kick them out? Why doesn't because it, it's probably like what a hundred dudes? I mean, how many fucking military mm. men are stationed there? How much firepower? Like, why wouldn't they just be like, go away? We're going to kill every single person here. You're on our land. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like Cuba is in that position where like they always have to be the grown up. Yeah, because the enemy is basically a demon. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And a very powerful one. Like a, a demon that knows power- a lot of strong ass spells. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a wildly powerful demon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they have to be very selective about what kind of moves they make. And like, you know, even more than a place like China, which don't get me wrong, has accomplished really great things, or Vietnam, for instance, which has also accomplished really great things. Like Cuba is frankly probably the most impressive nation it's on right Earth. there yeah you can see it you could throw a rock at florida like yeah, yeah. yeah you a pretty s- strong slingshot <laughs> but you could see it yeah it's very scary their position and i hope they continue to do their thing yeah i hope they continue to hold up i hope they're bolstered by all of the like quasi-socialism that's been happening across south and central america and the caribbean recently <laughs> and did I- you see <laughs> Did you see the video of uh, Maduro shaking John Kerry's hand? <laughs> no. And just being like, no one gives a shit about you. <laughs> oh, what did he say? That sounds awesome. It. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't tell. Just John Kerry looks like a. Um, John Kerry looks like he's dying. <laughs> Probably is. How old is that guy at this point? Very old. And what's his capacity now? Like, why is he in? Why was he in? Uh, in Venezuela. Uh, because he's a U.S. envoy. Hmm, a presidential envoy. Wow. He's a presidential oh, okay. envoy. My man is the ripe young age of 78. 78, man. I mean, Maduro is no spring chicken. He's 59. But like still, the difference between 59 and 78 is pretty stark, especially when you're a decrepit ass American politician. Those guys yeah. really age like milk. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all they're doing is like sitting in smoke filled rooms, like being ferried around by their aides. Like I feel like Maduro probably walks. He probably gets like 10 times the steps that John Kerry does yeah. on average. Yeah, the NBC News said, New video shows the handshake between former Secretary of State John Kerry and Venezuelan leader Nicolas Maduro during the UN Climate Summit in Egypt this week. Uh, they report they report on how the encounter now raises questions that the U.S. might be mending relationships with the same leader they have long criticized for human rights abuses. So people are memeing on Twitter that like Maduro won and like they don't 
recognize Juan Guaido anymore because yeah. it's over. Fox News's headline is John Kerry's handshake with accused narco terrorist Nicholas Maduro <laughs> was unplanned. Accused narco terrorist? Oh, by I'm who? sorry. We meant accused narco terrorist John Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Swift Boat himself. Yeah. What was on that swift boat, Johnny boy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some Colombian fine white, I imagine. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, yeah, we wish we wish the Cuban people and also the Venezuelan people and their leaders uh, nothing but the best. Keep at it. Keep on trucking, guys. Real Keep hang in it. there, hours. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make it, You're... baby. And also Lula. So now it's Lula, Chile. So Brazil, Lula. Chile. Uh, Venezuela, Peru, Peru, man, it's a it's a pink wave over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say, I'm excited. How come it's pink in South America and not red? Because that in America that means Republican, so people say pink differentiate. Pink. Oh, well, and also like a lot of the quasi-socialist leaders down in South America aren't Marxist-Leninists. Like they're not Maduro. Like Gabriel Boric in particular is sure, specifically sure. not Maduro. But like you have Pedro Castillo, who's really good. You have that guy. What's the president of Argentina's name? Gustav? I feel I feel pretty like soft on that though, because when you're surrounded by like when it's in your material interest to ally with people like Pedro and you know mm-hmm. Lula like and and Maduro and be anti-American uh that's how Castro became communist right you know what I mean like I, I feel like I I don't worry as much like I feel like getting a sock dem in there who's sort of more just about like I know this is good for me is still okay sure well, because like, that's whatever- how like things change Whatever criticisms I have of especially Gabriel Boric, who is like the most liberal of the guys that we're talking about, like he did beat the grandson of a Nazi in that election. <laughs> yeah. You so know what? That's better. You got I'll hand, hand, I'll it, hand to it to him. him. Yeah. yeah. In that situation, you can hand it to him. It's fine. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, speaking of handing it to him, uh, I got a lot of people I got to go hand it to. So thank you so much for listening <laughs> to me. This has been a great episode. Uh, you can check out my other show. Uh, work stoppage if you want to hear more labor and union stuff you can check out Bryn's other show Generation Loss if you want to hear more stuff about movies and TV and other visual media you can check out Todd's store doomer.shop if you want a little hat with a truck embroidered on it and And the Hawaiian shirts are pretty cool too oh yeah my man's going Hawaiian mode hell yeah (laughs) they're not just for right wingers anymore they're normal again (laughs) (laughs) oh wait was there a thing with Hawaiian shirts I think the yeah, Proud the boys. boys. Oh, the Boogaloo oh, boys. Oh, the Boogaloo yeah. boys. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that That's was, fun. Yeah, it was, they're just goofing around. I always I always think we need a Boogaloo. <laughs> I love well, that. They're gone now, More just boogaloo. like the tank top EDM bro. Right there in the dustbin of history. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we love you. Stay high. Goodbye. This has been Beep Beep. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. I'm so tired of playing, playing with this bow and
Bye.